Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite movies and shows. We focus on representation and the voices that are ignored. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Lee, a.k.a. Watson Lee, and I'm here, my boy. Yes. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, and I'm not here with my co-host, Jazz. Poor Jazz is sick. He is under the weather, uh, so send him some love and some good vibes, but he may show up in the chat, so, you know, he's not completely gone. He'll he'll, he'll sprinkle a few notes here and there, uh, but welcome, everybody, to Salam Nerds Podcast. Uh, I wasn't on last week because I was in Arizona with my friend's wedding. And uh, it was it was pretty cool. It was a pretty fun time. And I tried to I'd sneak in into one episode uh, last week. I tried to get I got FaceTime a little bit just to say that I've been on every single podcast. I was like, that's what I wanted to do. I, I know Jazz has missed a few and I haven't missed a single podcast. So even though I technically missed it, I showed my face so that I technically showed up for that podcast. <laughs> get my money's worth. So I want, that's the only reason I did that. And uh, I want to introduce our guest, Rezzy, who also wasn't able to make it uh, last weekend because he was doing some big things. What's going on, Rezzy? Hey, y'all. Uh, I also took the same motto. I want to make it for every episode. So I also jumped in the chat. Um, but just want to say uh, I was in New York um, at the United Nations General Assembly, uh, which is like the Super Bowl of diplomacy. It's diplomatic speed dating at its finest, uh, and it was just high flying uh, in New York, and, and it was quite busy, but but very good. Um, and I'm fresh off of the New York State of Mind tour. Just kidding, I wasn't on it, but I, I went to the show last night, and it was just you know 50 years of hip hop. I mean Wu Tang, Nas, De La. I mean it was it was amazing. It was amazing. So I'm still on a high from that. That's Plus awesome, man. That's awesome. I can't I can't believe you got to go to that. A, what a good what are the chances that you would be in New York at the same time that's happening? Oh no, I watched it here in DC. Oh, you went to oh, oh so it was yeah, here yeah, in yeah, DC. Yeah, so yeah. They came to so DC. You went back and so forth. Here. Wow. I know, right? So, but it was good. That's awesome. All right, and we also want to introduce a dome. Welcome back a dome. Hey, what's going on everybody? Thanks for having me back. I think you've been on every single episode, right? So yeah, far. man, I have the I have the Ahsoka streak going. So we got we, we got to keep this thing tight, you know. <laughs> this is this is basically your show because I missed an episode, Jazz missed an episode. You're the only one that's that's been on every single episode, man. You're holding it down. Yeah, man, and I want to give a shout out quickly to my wife because today is actually our court date, uh, marriage anniversary. So thank you for letting me hop on here for an hour, take take it up and talk about Ahsoka. And she watched the episode too, so hopefully she's on. Watching this too. Awesome, awesome. All right, all right, so let's get down to it because we don't want to take too much time away from her. So we'll 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 get we'll get to the nitty gritty. Uh, all right, let's do it. So Ahsoka episode seven. Um, again, I really really love this episode. I was so happy to see Ezra. I I was not sure how I felt about Ezra at the end of the last episode. I was like, who is this? 
face Moses. That's like <laughs> that's like popped up. You know, we got space Jesus with Obi Wan Kenobi. Now we got space Moses with Ezra, and I was like, hmm. But man, this actor really embodied Ezra. Like I thought he was Ezra. Like it was so so good. Just like just the quips, the jokes. Just the way he looks at Sabine, I thought that actor did a great job. Uh, Rosie, what are your thoughts? Uh, so since we both missed the last episode, can I just say that episode last episode was amazing. I think I watched the entrance of Thrawn 18 times. Like just the, like the you know, the Chimera coming over and then like his like, you know, just the, you know, the, the night troopers and everything. Yeah. You know, just like so over the top amazing and his first line um okay so that i just had to get that out of my system but for this episode um i mean i'm still on a high from from a lot of those feels and i i totally hear you i think ezra the character i mean the actor just really embodied the character like i've been really you know reluctant to kind of release my love from the ser- like the Rebels series into this, you know, Ahsoka show, but they've done just such an amazing job with casting. I'm, I'm just truly impressed. Yeah. When I first saw him, I was like, I don't know if these contacts are doing it for me. The eyes were throwing me <laughs> off a little bit, but you know what? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go because I was, I was pretty happy with it. Adome, what are your thoughts? So going back to the space Jesus and Moses thing. So we had this <laughs> joke last time. So Obi-Wan is what white people think Jesus looked like, but Ezra is what, what Jesus actually looked like in real <laughs> yeah, life. I just want to put that, I just want to put the bars on that. Just, you know, just keeping it real, you know, keeping it 100. Um, I love this entrance. I love everything about what they did with the character so far. And, you know, Ezra, he seems very hopeful. Yeah. I was expecting a little bit of a, you know, like the beard and everything. I was like, well, he actually still has, he's got the, He's got the you know the space glint in his eyes. You know he really has the the hope still, and I was a little surprised by that. But we'll, you know we'll get into that with the current episode. But no, I was I love everything about his entrance. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There's this hope and optimism with with him, uh, especially at the end of the episode. We're like, I think I'm gonna go home, and I was like, don't say that, don't say that. That's usually what people say when they don't get to go home. So that kind of scared me a little bit. So we'll we'll get to that uh, when we talk about it. Uh, but this episode starts off with um, uh, General Sindula, and she's in court. She's in traffic court right now. <laughs> it was she, she was going to pay a fine, but no the, <laughs> traffic <they're>... court. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Um, uh, and they got this douchebag guy who is kind of just going after her over and over again. Um, and you know, he says, you, you ignored an order and she goes, nah, I ignored you, <laughs> which I thought was, was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I, I really, really like that. Um, another cool things that they mentioned, they mentioned, um, Gideon on Mandalore, which kind of like solidifies the timeline in here. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then we get our hero, uh, three CPO, come through, uh, which I thought was pretty, pretty exciting. And he came through with a message from Leia Organa, who retroactively kind of <laughs> approved the mission, which is so Leia. <laughs> which is, just, uh, I really, really love that. Uh, what are your thoughts of the court scene, <laughs> the traffic court scene? The traffic court. I, that's like the best way to describe this. I mean, first of all, you had this, like, you know, probably, uh, you know, empire sympathizer um, that's ready to, you know, set 
the the council on fire and storm the ca- I mean sorry uh we're not talking about that um but ooh, 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 wait a minute sir hold on hold on oh, oh, oh. Uh, storm the council uh yeah no so I mean it was it was like theater like I mean most hearings are theater and that's exactly what it was and I think um you know a court martial like I think you would probably have like a court martial afterwards but I think um just the it was just interesting the timing and like that is just very much a, a lay thing to do um but also very much uh uh hear a thing to do as well. <laughs> like any one of the rebels like all right how can we like get out of the pinch all right let's let's call our friends or you know use the force that's true that's true <laughs> uh adon what are your thoughts so i love the opening i love that you know, shout out to Filoni again for not giving us some stupid, you know, Leia deepfake CGI. He just oh, had yeah, yeah. come in to come deliver all of her lines, which I thought is kind of funny because this is, I think, the first time in C-3PO's life where he actually just delivered the mission on tap and on time. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was that was pretty cool. And then, um, you know, the council member that, you know, just giving all the nonsense, um, you know, I think that character is directly taken from the Heir to the Empire books. There's a character whose name is Phalia, and he's a Bothan. And he's just kind of in the same vein. He's up in Moth Mothma's business all the time, always trying to get in Han and Leia's way with stuff. I thought they really tried to draw on that for this. I thought it was really cool to show how not only the fact that the, the New Republic is struggling with things, but it's kind of the same BS that they, that yeah. they, you know, that, that they had back when the Old Republic was around. So you know, I, I really like that part of it. And just one last thing. I loved how when the, when the council member had that line, it's, oh, it's a mere droid. Chopper was getting all like up in his feelings about that. He was about to go what? sports earth. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Like, what's Chopper like, hold me back, down. hold me back. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh. You know, I was like, okay. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. These I are, really, really like that. These are not the parking tickets you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I also like the fact that they really kind of go into Leia kind of seems to be frustrated with the whole infrastructure of like you know the bureaucracy and the red tape a little bit which kind of goes into the bloodline uh novel which kind of shows like how she loses power and she kind of forms her own little rebels group uh and which we see in the sequel movies uh and i think that's really really cool so yeah definitely definitely get to see that a lot the chopper thing was was hilarious to me (laughs) i also really really enjoyed that um all right, and then we kind of see Ahsoka, and she is basically training. And I don't know if we talked about this, but like, you know how the table kind of comes up from the floor? She's technically training on top of the table to eat on, <laughs> which kind of weirds me out. It's like, you know, we like we eat there, and she's like just training. I know exactly. <laughs> you eat here. Oh man, but she's training and we see the Anakin uh hologram, which oh my god, more more Hayden Christensen. Like I I love it. I'm super on board with that. And it was the short hair version, which means it was pretty early on in the Clone Wars, and he made these like videotapes for her, uh, which I thought were really, really cool. And they also mentioned these tapes in an episode of Rebels, uh, where Ezra actually gets to uh, kind of see some of these videos and saying like, oh yeah, he watched Anakin's videos too. Really, really cool throwback. I really, really like that. And uh, you could really see like she kind of got over her 
unresolved issues with Anakin after going to, I don't know, the 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 war, the world between worlds or the ancestral plane or whatever she was at. Um, she kind of just like it felt like her image of Anakin was kind of tainted by what he became. And now after having this closure and having her training be uh, completed and becoming, you know, uh, Ahsoka the White, <laughs> she kind of comes back and she's kind of just like at peace with it and she is just like you know she she takes this training and she just has a a good vibe with it instead of like having like you know flashbacks and just trauma with it uh what were your thoughts on that uh adom you want to go first this time yeah so first of all i love that anakin had the three big name drops he mentioned oh, yes he mentioned massage ventress and he mentioned dooku which i thought was awesome in live action to hear that from him and correct me if i'm wrong but i think the lines that Hayden was was talking about um, in that scene, I think that's the part. Um, and I think it's from Tales of the Jedi when he's training her. Yeah, he has all the he has all the clones come up and they do like the barrage of stuns. Yeah, and she can't handle like she gets really knocked unconscious. But we come to find out that that specific training allows her to directly survive Order sixty six, which I thought yes. was awesome to kind of show that in live action. And I think this was the last bit of the voiceovers that we got from like the promos for Ahsoka. So I think we've heard all of Hayden's lines that he's recorded so far. So if there's anything else, it'll be an added bonus. And I also loved how he mentioned like practices sword techniques, probably more than I did. Probably. More than I, I, did. I remember that line from attack of the clones when Obi-Wan's like, if you practice your sword techniques, but as your wit, you would rival Master Yoda as a swordsman. And I was like, well, maybe he's actually a little self-reflection from Anakin. He recognizes he should practice more. And he's kind of like, do as I say, not as I do type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> was, no, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And it can spend a little more time with Padme and a little less time with the swords. <laughs> Very true. Different kind of sword. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the rich to hair. Yeah. 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 Hair. That is true. Yeah. That is true. I, I definitely like that. Um, and there's 20 recordings. I wonder if we'll get to see more of them. Yeah. That, that's really, really cool. Um, all right. So they're still in the whales and all of a sudden, they seem to be coming out of hyperspace. So they're coming out of hyperspace and they kind of see like there's some issues going on. So they come out of the whale and they see a barrage of these mines everywhere, which like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like Thrawn just had them laying around and just throw them out there. And, you know, he said he was going to go after those purgles. Thrawn is smart dude, man. He knows what he's doing. And after that, the purgles were like, oh shit, we out. <laughs> like they just did so fast <laughs> they were like oh that's how it is we out they just dipped and i thought that was really really funny and then ahsoka found some uh you know some place to hide in the debris which was on like the carcass and the uh, the bones of the whales uh which was really really cool and they kind of just lay low there for a while uh what were your thoughts on their entrance with and and the whole whales uh resi I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I think like after um, Ahsoka went through her test, her trial, yeah. um, she just really reemerged as this transformative character. Just really at the, has this this peacefulness, um, serene nature to her that was kind of there. But I think there was like a lot of guilt, a lot of like angst and other and anger and other things that were kind of like really um, with her. But now it's it's like gone. You could just kind of see. And Rosario Dawson just like flawlessly playing this character. It, I, I just, I mean, I knew she'd be amazing, but like she's really exceeding my expectations. 
Yeah, um, a lot of people complained that she wasn't playing the Ahsoka they remembered. Uh, and that's because she's not the Ahsoka they remember. She's nah, been through trauma. She's, she's different, right? <laughs> and you can see that when uh, the young version of Ahsoka is there and she's playing the Ahsoka you remember. And exactly. now she feels like a combination of the new wise Ahsoka and a little bit more of the, of the younger Ahsoka. You see her laugh. You see her joke around a little bit. So... I feel like, yeah. you know, now that the trauma is gone, you can see a little bit of her acting and how she is combining the two Ahsokas together. Uh, Adone, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I love the fact that this was kind of just like what happens to Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones when he shows up at Geonosis for the first time and Jango is chasing him around the, I guess it's, it's a meteor ring around Geonosis, but it's very similar to that to kind of hide out for a second. And not to jump too far ahead, but I love the fact that we get some of Thrawn's stratagems right away. Mm-hmm. Where he's basically like, okay, Jedi showing up by herself. We're not going to make any sudden moves. Our forces are depleted. We're going to be very careful about this. And I think my favorite part of the episode was when Morgan Elsbeth hands him the little data thing. And she goes, here's what the Inquisitors know about Ahsoka. Yeah. And he reads Anakin Skywalker. And his face just... It's like yeah. it's like the thing from um, yeah. Hot Wings, where like Shaq tastes like the <laughs> the, the, the oh oh shit like <laughs> I don't know who I'm fucking with here. Like wait a minute, this this, this, might, this might be a problem for me. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I mean, all right. If she's any yeah, if she's anything like her master, she'll be unpredictable and dangerous. So I mean, like yeah. that just yeah. yeah he, he totally changed his outlook on the entire situation. I, I, I thought that was great, and that goes into what we talked about last time. So. For everyone who doesn't know, it's there was a book that came out, I think, in 2018. It's called Thrawn Alliances, and there's two consistent time jumps in the book. And in the story, Thrawn and Anakin meet during the Clone Wars. Right. And they're on a mission to save Padme. It's kind of near the end of the Clone Wars. And there's a time jump between that time period and after um, the Clone Wars are over, before uh, A New Hope. And the Emperor sends Thrawn and Vader to this world to you know look for something. So... Thrawn and Anakin and Thrawn and Vader are interacting in two different time periods. And so Thrawn probably is one of the few people who actually knows Anakin is Vader. Yeah. And it's kind of funny in the book because he'll like mention like, oh, when I was in the Clone Wars, General Skywalker did this. And Vader would just be like, Anakin Skywalker is dead. And Thrawn's just like, <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know it's you in there, but I, I will put you on blast. It's fine. But I thought that was a great call to that because I'm there are a lot of people wondering like, how does Thrawn know about Anakin? Like that's why right from the book. Yeah. Yeah. I think they even mentioned like how Thrawn knows how the ancient uh, people who used to guide people in the galaxy were actually called Skywalkers and that's how they got their names and stuff like that. And that's also mentioned in one of the books. So Thrawn yeah. is very knowledgeable. He knows a lot about, he's got their number. So he's a strategist and he loves learning about other cultures but we see in rebels he collects things from other cultures and learns about them so he has a vast knowledge of like everything just everything so it's super super cool and as jazz mentioned in the comments he goes it's amazing how quickly he adjusted his strategy uh to that knowledge in an instant he's like i know what to do he guys he was like yo say less <laughs> he like once he found out he like say less i got this and so exactly what happened he knew how to prioritize so we get to see that which is really cool uh then we go back to ezra and sabine and basically uh sabine is you know pretty much giving ezra the lowdown on the sequel movie and on the the prequel movies and on the what you might call it uh the original three right she's like yeah the battle of endor that's what happened And, and then the emperor dies 
uh, or or so we think. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't seem to believe that the emperor died, which kind of like almost retcons or makes the retconning whole... Rise of Skywalker yeah. completely. Exactly. Yes, completely, yeah. that, absolutely. That's yes. what people yeah. say. Yeah. Kind of exactly. like the yeah. whole uh, somehow Palpatine returned, and like okay, so apparently everyone kind of didn't believe that Palpatine was dead. So having them say somehow he returned wasn't that big of a surprise because rumors were always circulating. So someone this told isn't me the first retcon though with that. So this is why in Mandalorian they had all the clones of Gideon. Yeah, like laying breadcrumbs along the way to like build up to that, which is a little annoying to me. I don't, I, I, I don't particularly like that. I don't, I don't mind it. I, I think it's kind of funny because, because I wasn't the biggest fan of Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, me either. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's definitely funny because you can tell what they're doing, and it's pretty funny. But yeah, she tells him everything that happened. Uh, and he's kind of like, oh, cool. But he's also like, doesn't know everything because he doesn't know uh, that they're not, they don't have a way back yet. So he's kind of just like, oh, and he thinks Ahsoka is dead. So that's kind of just happening. And then while that's happening, I believe Ahsoka tries to communicate with Sabine. And what Ahsoka doesn't know is that the Night Sisters are in the group chat also, and they kind of just like figured out what was going on. So uh, they were like, "Oh shit, the Night Sisters are in this group chat." Now they know where we're going. Um, and then Ahsoka goes to find the Night Sisters, and basically Thrawn starts uh, attacking uh, Ahsoka, and she's like, "I don't need to uh, follow." Ahsoka, I know exactly where she's going. We're good. So, uh, Rosie, what are your thoughts on that or any other thoughts that you might have? Yeah, so I think I, I love the recap, the history recap. I think um, one thing that we got that we haven't heard thus far is Zeb is training recruits. It's like the first reference of Zeb in the entire series, which we oh, thought yeah. we would have gotten him earlier. We thought we'd have seen him. Obviously, he was in, I think, Mandalorian, but, um, you know, he and then then you know mentions that Hera's commanding a fleet, so he was like definitely taken aback by like their involvement and like how essentially they've you know grown up, leveled up um, in their their careers with like the what was the rebellion and now the new republic. Um, but like his central like em like emphasis, which he's kind of said through like from that point all the way to the end of the episode, is just getting home. Um, mm -hmm. But I I love the exchange where <laughs> he was like. Uh, she said, uh, Sabine says, Ahsoka took me on as her apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? And he was like, what? Why? <laughs> Why? Why would she do that? The shade. Himself, but he was like, totally like, uh, you don't make a good Mandalorian or a Jedi. Like, how do we, how are we working out this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he, he tried to go back and be like, oh no, you, you did train that one time. Yes, I remember. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for the dark saber, right? And then exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was really funny. <laughs> I did like that. Um, yeah, and then um, as Ahsoka is going down there, she runs into uh, Balin, and Balin kind of separates from uh, Shin, and he's kind of like, "You're gonna go your way, I'm gonna go my way." It's really funny because Thrawn is like. Yeah, we're going to send these two Jedis to go kill them. And we don't really give a shit if they come back or not, whatever. And Balin's like, yeah, I'm not really going to do what you want me to do. I got my own thing going on. Uh, 
so it's, it's kind of like Miles Morales, like, nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. <laughs> he just like kind of just went ahead. And we still don't know what that is. I'm so confused because I was like thinking like, oh, whatever he is doing involves Ahsoka. But he was like, no, I wasn't expecting Ahsoka. So he goes, fights her, and then says, uh, you're not going to be able to defeat me. And she goes, well, I don't have to. And then she just runs away and takes a little uh, wolf guy and disappears. Now, what are your thoughts about Balin? Because I feel like that is the most interesting mystery of this whole whole show and what is he getting at what is he talking about we got one more episode and i still have no idea what's going on with this guy um i don't know if we'll ever get a prequel or or what or maybe in one of the uh, bad batch or some other show we'll get some kind of like you know history behind him but he is the most interesting character to come on this show that we haven't seen before uh what are your thoughts about that uh adome you want to go first Sure. So a couple of things. So starting off, I thought it was really interesting when Ahsoka shows up to rematch with him. He's just like, oh, you know, welcome, surprise, whatever to see you here. And he says directly to her, you know, I can't let you intervene. And they start fighting. But then when Hu Yang kind of, you know, makes an exit for her to get away, Balin does not chase her at all. He just kind of watches her go away. And he's like, oh, I have an opening to go go after whatever I want to go after. Now I can, let, you know, let me go. You know, rest in peace to Ray Stevenson. I really hope that they. I know. I know that they should recast, but like I don't know, Jared Butler or someone who looks like him should come in and just play him. You know, going forward, maybe because I think there's too much of that character that we don't know about, and I actually think that you know, with all the Air to the Empire vibes and the fact that the next movie is going to be about that time period. So in the Air to the Empire, the em- the Emperor had this um, this base on this planet called Wayland where um, Darth Savioth was living. He's a clone of a Jedi that the Palpatine had put away. I don't know. I think maybe Balin is sensing there's some kind of like vault or lair that the Emperor put away that's been calling to him. Maybe that's what he's after. I really, I, I have no idea what this guy's after. The other thing we 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 hear him say are things like, "Oh, uh, this is a place of madness and nightmares and fairy tales," and he uses all of these words, and you know, which is really interesting because Huyang also says like in the last episode, "In a galaxy far, far away." And I never realized this. I guess I kind of realized this, but it never really clicked to me. In a galaxy far, far away is literally the same thing as in a kingdom far, far away. They're basically fairy tales. Star Wars is basically fairy tales. And I never really put the two together, uh, which is pretty, pretty interesting. Like Star Wars is basically somebody's retelling of what actually happened. So if things don't make sense, then... It kind of makes sense because the retellings don't usually make sense. It, 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 it's an unreliable narrator, which is something that I, I started thinking about when I started watching, oh, when I started um, hearing Hu Young talk about in a galaxy far, far away. I thought that was pretty interesting. Jazz uh, is in the comments. He's saying that Balin is the Night King. He's going to break the Wheel of Coruscant straight up Game of Thrones. Game rip of Thrones ripoff. Rip <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably of- not wrong. There is a lot of Game of Thrones vibes here. Uh, Rezzy, what are your thoughts in terms of uh, Balin? Yeah, I mean, I think it just breaks my heart that he passed away. I mean, like, we we get to see this just incredible character and incredible actor who's playing him. And it just, it's so sad that, that he passed. Um, I do think he should be recast if he makes it through. Um, just because I feel like I'm already invested in the character. I really want to see, like, what are what are his motives 
um, where, what is he getting at? Cause it's like, it's not Thrawn per se. It's, it, it's something to do with this planet. And going back to your point on the, uh, in a galaxy far, far away, Neves, like, I think when that line came, the way that I looked at it is, is it a retelling of the Star Wars universe as we know it from maybe this world that we're in right now? Because, you know, the, the title episode far, far away, like the, you can't really get there except with your, unless you're with the Skywalker or this hyperspace ring. So like, mm -hmm. is it like one universe or one galaxy is telling of another universe? And that's the one that we know. Um, but like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, really not confused, but just intrigued by like the mystery behind Balin. And then his, his comment to his apprentice was like, clearly like, this is the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he said like impatience for victory will guarantee defeat. Right. And he's, I mean, she like was in shock, in shock, like legit shock that he wasn't, he's like, you're not helping. Right. So like, I think part of it is like, yes, the apprentice and master dynamic, but I feel like it's a little something more that we don't like, it's something nefarious, right? Like, I think it's like, all right, peace out. Like I did my thing, you know, I'm going to just go pursue my own, you know, personal interests, whatever um, nefarious interests they may be. Yeah. And one thing I did notice that I never noticed about before with Shin and uh, Balin, they have a green kyber crystal on on them at all times so like is that the kyber crystal they had when they used to be jedis and now they're into the orange one because they they shifted over to being not jedis i thought that was really interesting and very cool too um i don't know i'm really really interesting i'm very curious about uh shin's future because Balin seems to think that she is headed in a certain direction uh which is very interesting because Ahsoka at one point does say to her, hey, lay down your weapon and I can help you. And then she says, nope, and dips. But I don't know. I don't know where we're going to go with that, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, but what I do know is that Duran is kind of anticipating all of these things in a little che checkered board. So he's kind of just like figuring out where all of this stuff is happening. And here we kind of see uh, a little... I don't know, like a caravan, like a little uh, wagon. <laughs> I don't know what to go. What, I don't know what these Nazis are, but it definitely felt like, you know, like an old Western a little bit where they're going. A on caravan would wagons. be right. Yeah, like a caravan. Yeah. Yeah. E even uh, there's a point where like, I think uh, I thought was really funny in the caravan. There is a little Nazi kid. And he uses a slingshot, which is funny because Ezra's main weapon was a slingshot. And I thought that was really, really cool. Um, what were your thoughts about when all of these night troopers were chasing Ezra and Sabine and all of that was going on? Uh, Dome. I thought it was great how we got some of the classic Ezra in the middle of a battle banter back. Yeah. Straight from Rebels. He was just like, let's talk. Like, oh, wait a minute, forget it. And then he and Sabine were going back and forth and she tried to give him his lightsaber back and he was just like nah i'm good the force is all i need yeah he clearly has honed his you know force skills being out there without a weapon all this time and it's clearly made him more powerful and i don't know i love it whenever a character stops a lightsaber blade with their hands using the force I think that's one of Yo, the it was so cool yeah i think that's one of the coolest it's you know, badass it's it's the cleanest so way awesome. of using the force i think it's awesome um they did a little bit of that in kenobi when obi-wan was i mean uh, when vader was fighting um 
Riva. He was moving the blade around with his hand. I was like, oh, that's just that's just amazing. But the the fight scene itself with the caravan, you know, I thought it was really, you know, it was a little slow to me because I was like, all right, when's Ahsoka going to show up and save them? And she came right on time as soon as, you know, all the troopers were there. And speaking of the troopers, I still think that those are like zombie night sisters. I don't think those are actually like Thrawn's men because they're all tied up with the red um, yeah. cloths. So that's the same vibes that the night sisters wear. So I don't know. I thought it was interesting that Thrawn just pulled them all back out without them fighting at all. And God forbid, I mean, as soon as Ahsoka showed up, she looked at Shin and she was like, hey, I want to help you. And there was a complete sad puppy face from Shin. And she just like realized she was completely alone. The troopers had left. Only yep. her only her ride was there. I was kind of like, damn, is like Shin going to become Ahsoka's new apprentice? And then Ezra's going to end up training Sabine and uh, Jason. I mean, I don't, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, I'm. I am not sure too, but I I also noticed that. Also, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Rusty, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think when you when everyone when the caravans came to a halt, and it was like hand to hand combat, like that's when the badassery really just kind of let loose. Um, and having the force as your ally, yeah, that's never a bad thing. And just that blade stuff was just so awesome. Um, yeah, it reminds me of Ben Solo I, when he stopped the gunshot in the beginning yeah. of uh, Force Awakens. I thought that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, that was dope. Yeah, actually, I, I remember when Huyang was kind of like flying over, he said, well, they're all back together again. Hope they survive the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just all that sass. Um, but, I mean, it was great. I mean, it's such a great fight scene. I think also like having the different fight scenes all happening at the same time was was nice i like i think it was I, I think we needed a little bit more of that i mean it's just my own personal opinion um and less so of like the like the car chase scene if you will um yeah but i i'm more into like hand-to-hand -hand combat than i am like you know yeah i, yeah, I, I did and, oh go ahead i don't yeah, i was gonna say one thing I, I forgot to add so going back to the the throng at the chessboard he immediately noticed that balin was missing yes and I thought that was really interesting because he didn't really break stride at all, but he clearly like filed that away. Like, okay, this mercenary is a little bit different. I'm going to have to keep an eye on this because he clearly thought, okay, Balin's not there. And he explained to Morgan, like, okay, well, you know, we loaded up our cargo, even though we lost the battle, we're still going to win the war type vibes. And she was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, well, Balin wasn't there. So, you know, I consider this a win still. And I was just like, that's really interesting that he's, already thinking like 10 steps ahead of everybody else because yeah. they clearly are making moves to get the heck out of there yeah he says time is on their side which which is i find very interesting because um uh, i don't see how ezra ahsoka <laughs> you young and sabina are gonna get back if they can't hustle back to that ship uh there's no more whales for them to hitch a ride with so who knows what's going to happen and how they're going to get back um that's going to be really funny are they going to get back in pure ezra fashion where he puts on the uniforms of a stormtrooper and sneaks in that would be typical ezra i don't know we'll see but i i really really um like that and he says he feels like he's going home after all and i'm like you sure about that <laughs> you sure about that <laughs> oh man that's like the worst thing to say if he dies i'm going to riot <laughs> i am not going to be happy like we came all this way to find ezra just for him to die i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i'm gonna be super mad <laughs> no he's he, he and zeb have to have a moment together they have to all be back because when ahsoka said like 
and miss this reunion. Like Zeb wasn't Zeb wasn't there for that. And neither was Chopper. They all have to be together. I, I, yeah. Hera too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Hera too. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's good. Cool. One thing that I thought was interesting, they, they mentioned the Battle of Andor and these little turtle guys kind of reminded me of like the Ewok. They're just like trying their darndest to do anything, but really they, they didn't really do anything other than like throw a rock at somebody once or twice. The Ewoks put in some work, man. Don't don't sleep on them. They yeah, yeah. The Ewoks put in more work. <laughs> yeah, they had, they had some sticks and they were stabbing people and they had traps. Uh, these turtles were pacifists. <laughs> I was like, they really, really nothing. They just uh, uh, go in the fetal position, both them and their little uh, caravan, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, the episode ends. Uh, the episode was by uh, Gita Patel, which I thought was really, really cool. I, uh, I think she did a great job with this episode. There's a lot of cool things that were done. Um, definitely a few Easter eggs that I really want to share. And I thought it'd be cool for us to kind of go over some of these Easter eggs. Um, the first thing that we noticed, General Akbar was here. Like legit General Akbar. Not somebody who looks like him, but him himself, which I thought was really, really cool. So Not General yeah. Akbar? Yeah, Akbar. <laughs> oh man, that was that was really really cool. Right. Was um, that in the court scene? Yeah, yeah in the court the scene. Yep, that's okay. where we see it. That's what I uh, okay. And also, uh, since they mentioned what happened on Mandalore, there may be a little bit of a reference to the Shadow Council because the Shadow Council was obsessed with Thrawn, and we saw that in the Mandalorian. Even though Gideon was kind of an outlaw and doing his own thing, he was still part of the Shadow Council, which one of their uh, directives was about Thrawn. One of the guys uh, and the, in the Shadow Council was is directly related to Thrawn in in many ways. So I thought that was cool. Uh, Captain Pellion, yeah, yes, yeah. very very cool. Um, also, uh, the original voice of C-3PO was done. I don't think he was in the suit because they noticed that the suit's a little different. His neck was a little thicker, so I think there's somebody else uh, in the suit. But he did get to do the voice, which I thought was really, really cool. So that is awesome. And we mentioned earlier that they dropped, name dropped some names, which was uh, Dooku, uh, Asajj Ventra, and uh grievous which is really really cool uh for the people that don't know grievous and uh duca or duca were in the uh, movies asajj is not asajj ventress was actually in the clone war cartoons and she was an apprentice of duku until he kind of like disavowed her or something and was like i'm not your uh master anymore and then she went to her ancestors which were the night sisters which is very very interesting because her name being dropped here and the night sisters being here and we see a bunch of these cargoes being loaded i don't know what's in these cargoes are they zombies are there dead bodies we have no idea but um i don't know maybe there's a way for assange ventures to come back from the dead i think that would be really really cool um Let's see. Uh, oh, there was this one point where they're talking about the odds with uh, Hugh Young, which is a reference to Han Solo's classic line, never tell me the odds, which I thought was really, really cool. A little bit of a reference there. Um, also, I don't know if this one is true, but a lot of people believe that the chain mail that Ezra is wearing is from the dog tags of Stormtroopers, which is really, really cool. I didn't know Stormtroopers had dog tags dog tags but i thought that was that was a pretty cool a lot I think a lot of people believe that so they did because of to, um 
because yeah. Finn had it. Oh yeah, Finn, Finn had, had it. Fn two. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think that was also a reference to when Thrawn was saying like our numbers have dwindled. Like, yeah. Exactly. Now, now yeah. we know Take where they. Now, <laughs> yeah. now we know. Like you make old chainmail out of the dog tags. That means Ezra was you, just... your, your numbers are done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Ezra was putting in a work, man, <laughs> with the Ninja Turtles. Without was, a saber. Yeah, exactly. Right? The Ninja Turtles, I, we've seen what they do. They can't do shit. Um, what I did think was really interesting was uh, when one of the caravans broke down, uh, they made a little circle. Uh, that is actually where the phrase circle the wagon comes from. They, what they would do is they would circle the wagon and protect the weakest people. That's an actual thing that they would do back in the day, which I thought was really, really cool um let's see uh what else do i have oh one thing that i think is just really funny uh we we see ahsoka this time use her two stores instead of one sword because last time she fought uh balon she used one sword and now she's using two stores and since i've been watching one piece so much i kept thinking like two store style and they're just like fighting each other with that but it was really really funny i really really liked that um and not only that, the music was dope. I mean, it was like a samurai. Yeah. Like, all, all, I love the it. cinematography. That scene was so good. It yeah. Was so good. I needed more of that. I want all of that. <laughs> there is this there's this wide shot of them just like doing this kind of like pose where she's holding both swords out like this. It just yeah. oh my god, yeah, I need it's a so poster dope. of that. It's, it's so, so cool. awesome. And then just like the way she holds it, I mean, it's just so majestic and you know, he fights like a knight and she yeah. fights kind of like, like a, like, like a, a samurai, like a ninja. Or, yeah. 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 It's, pretty dope. It, it's very, very cool. I don't know. Uh, big fan of this episode. Uh, this show has not done me wrong. Uh, the only thing that I didn't really like with the, with the Ninja Turtles, not a big fan, but they got to, you know, they got to make new characters. They got to sell toys. Uh, it is what it is. Right. Uh, Star Wars is a fairy tale for kids, you know, just because and just because it's a fairy tale for kids doesn't mean it's not complicated, doesn't mean it's not nuanced, doesn't mean it's not, you know, something amazing with great character development and stuff like that. But it is for kids, uh, but not only for kids, you know, so I am definitely loving this stuff, but I know they got to sell. They got to sell the toys. <laughs> and, and we've seen that every movie, everything. They have like one new character where you're like, this is definitely for the toys. Uh, so I'm not mad at it, but overall, love this episode. Uh, can't wait for the next one. So many things I want to know. I want to know what's going on with Balin. I want to know what's going on with the cargo. I want to know how they're going to get back. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Rezzy, you want to go first this time? Yeah. I mean, I think in addition to that, I, I like, yeah, the cargo, like, what is that all about? How does that fit in the broader picture? How does this set up, you know, the resurgence of the empire or the, you know, the, the first resistance? Um, and so I think like, I, I, there's a lot of pieces that obviously I think is going to come in the movie, but I, I think dropping the Mandalorian, dropping Gideon and just kind of Moff Gideon and trying to like set all the breadcrumbs for this larger story. I think that's good. Um, but I also do like how contained the series is as well. I mean, it's definitely Ahsoka and the Rebels. Like there's no, no question about that. Right. Um, but I, I think like had had we done things a little differently where it was like Ahsoka just as a, like a solo character for um, one season and then second season do exactly what they did here. Like, like start to finish. Mm -hmm. I would have been fine with that. Um, but I think I just want more, more Ahsoka um, and so many questions to be answered. I think all of everything you raised is exactly what I want to know. 
Yeah. Oh, one uh, Easter egg that I forgot. Uh, Balin, there were some people online that uh, zoomed in on his uh, wrist. And on his wrist, there was a list of names. And the names yep. were uh, Luke, Leia, Han, R2-D2, Chewie, C-3PO, and Ben. I don't know what they mean. I don't know. Was it a hit list? Was it something else? I don't know. That's but some Millennium Falcon OG crew, man. Right. Yep. Yeah. I'm surprised they put Ben on there. I thought... But yeah, I did see that little. little well, here's the thing, right? Is 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 it is it Ben Kenobi or is it Ben Solo? We don't know. Because Ben Solo, Solo would be like five. Yeah, Kenobi would be dead. Yeah, right? and Kenobi would be dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Kenobi's be... definitely dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be it'd be Solo, but is he like an infant? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? But, uh, but what we uh, don't, where are we? we... We don't know the context of yeah. of the list. Are are these people that were you know in the original Falcon? Is that why, or are these people uh, still alive and they're trying to the hit list for to kill people? I don't know. It's it, we have no idea what the context is. I just yeah. think it's really really cool. Uh, Adon, like, what are what's the what's the what's the like the time difference between Battle Vendor and Ahsoka? Does anybody know? I think this is like 10 years after that period. Yeah. Because remember, I, I look at it like, look at how old Jason is. Because he was mm. born like right around that time. And he's like old enough to walk around and use the force and stuff like that. So I, he's my benchmark for the time period. Yeah. Because he, he was a kid during Endor. So that's that's how I look at it. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. All right. Cool. Uh, Adom, what are your final thoughts about this episode? And and, and thoughts about what you what we might see in the finale? Sure. I, I loved it. Um, one thing I do want more of is obviously Balin, but I actually, I want more Shin. I want like a, a flashback or two about her, kind of maybe how she and Balin met and kind of where she's at. Because the last time we saw her, she was riding away on her howler. And like, was she going back to the fleet? Or I mean, was she going back to Thrawn's ship? Is she going back to, is she trying to find Balin? We don't know what's happening with that. And then, you know, the next thing is, okay, Thrawn made it clear that time is on his side. He's got his cargo almost loaded up. It sounds like he's going to be booking it out of there pretty quickly. So I mm -hmm. want to know, all right, is the New Republic going to come? Or are they going to have to, like you said, Ezra are going to steal a stormtrooper suit and you know, steal their way aboard? Or what's going to happen with that? And then the other thing with all of this is, you know, where do the Night Sisters fit into this? Is yeah. Thrawn going to take them back to, to Dothamir and, and, and go from there? Like what's because they clearly are just helping him and kind of giving him whatever he's asking for. And they, they're clearly going to be able to cash that in for a big favor at some point. I don't know if it's taking I them back to their home world or what's exactly. going on with that. It does feel like that they want off this place, right? That's one of the things that he is helping them with. And then that's really what they're doing. They're calling him Lord. They're calling him Admiral. Um, it definitely feel like they're kind of either using him or they're really just like, hey, we got to get out of here. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm very curious where the Night Sisters uh, come into this because uh, Night Sisters are really popular in the game. They're big in in the uh, Rebels and in Clone Wars. Uh, so I'm very excited to see where they go with that. It's really, really cool. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. This is all we have for today's episode. Uh Join us next week for the finale. Same star time, same star channel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and hopefully uh, we will have a very satisfying finale is what I'm hoping for. So let's go. Um, until next time, guys. Salam, nerds. All right. Thanks, Peace. guys. Have a good night.